Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's great to have a dishwasher, but sometimes... You just want to put on rubber gloves and stick your hands in, and then notice that there's corn in the sink that you want to wash down the drain. And no matter how much water you pour in the different places to try and get the stream to move the corn into the hole, it just will not go, no matter what. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hello! Hello! Need to start with an apology. Oh. I missed your child's birthday. Oh, please. I don't expect to remember that. I, I don't believe you for a second. Honestly, I don't. Honestly. But you came here to record the podcast. You talked mm. about what you were going to do for your son's birthday. Mm-hmm. Surely part of, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, that's one person I'll be receiving a card from, no. being that I've been... Talking about it just mere days before. No, because of the fact you hadn't forgotten it because you you mentioned it last week. You mentioned it, it this worse. week. That makes it worse. <laughs> it's like you hadn't forgot it. Uh, you hadn't forgotten it. You just deemed it unimportant oh. enough to send a card or well, a now present. Now you're saying it. I suppose you. Yeah, that really was a bit out of order. It's terrible. <laughs> like you would never. You would never do that. I might give a card. No, that's what I mean. You would always give a card. No, I'd give a card. Usually, you're the most thoughtful person with that stuff. What is wrong mm. with me? I honestly, I did not bat an eyelid. It's because of my health scare. Oh, don't. don't. Is this going to... Okay, right. What? What? <laughs> don't, don't don't use the health scare on me. Come on. No, you actually can. Are you saying you the health scare isn't no, serious, This is Annabelle. the thing I can. You can use it. You can use it. It's been preying on my mind I a know, lot recently, yeah. you know. It's just the face when you're saying it makes me... Just think about my own mortality. Right, yeah, yeah. You know... I d- More important like, than my son's birthday. Well, look, listen, I, I love your son. You are, you like family to me, but I suppose I've just been thinking about... <laughs> My son growing up without a dad. And oh, stop it. It's just such a great excuse, this health scare. Well, yes, I'm noticing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, this, if, in case you didn't listen to last week's podcast, uh, I, I advise you go back and listen to the story as long as you're not squeamish. That's what I'm talking about yeah, here. Yeah. But um, So I went back for – so I, I had the, the medical procedure that we already talked about last week, mm-hmm. um, and then I had to go back for a CT scan yeah. this week. Let me tell you, it wasn't a particularly enjoyable experience. However, the the nurse who had to inject the IV into my hands mm. to pump in the dye for the CT scan, mm. she told me I had very soft hands. <laughs> like she couldn't believe how soft my hands were. There wasn't any subtext there of not a day's work in his life. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking even 
in an area, so I, I live in an area of London, like our borough is Hackney. Mm. And I think, you know, in a borough like Hackney, you have people like me who've never done a real job in their life, people who sit around in coffee shops typing things on laptops, mm. and you have people who really sort of work their fingers to the bone. You see the full range, right. but it was like she had never seen hands <laughs> like mine before. Like even, you know, in, in a borough which has its fair share of the feckless, like my hands must be exceptionally soft. And be honest, how much of your, what percentage of your fantasy time since then has been taken up to becoming a hand model? <laughs> well, I know for a fact I couldn't become a hand model. This is the only the only thing, because I know that my hands may be soft. Mm. But, you know, my, my wife has told me that I don't have nice hands. Right, okay. I mentioned this on the podcast before, yeah. I know I have. But she says they're too small or she, something. She says like the small, creepy hands. Creepy <laughs> creepy hands yeah why did oh no, no, there's no point in asking it's weird though <laughs> like i've said this before i know but given that like my whole life i've been very insecure about my own appearance in various ways mm. like it never even occurred to me to worry about my hands oh but she added something else to your list yeah that's, that's yeah, nice yeah. that's nice did Which you take anything good. off the list no no, no right but... <laughs> okay okay just added something you know a lot of people by the time they're getting towards 40 yeah, they've had a lot of the experiences they're going to have and everything can just seem like a lesser version or a repeat. Whereas for me, what my wife has done for me is she's she's brought new things into my life, like <laughs> worrying about um, my hands not being nice. Your creepy hands. Yeah, so, mm. you know, at least there's that. So I'm, I'm waiting for the results of the, uh, of the scan. Okay. The most likely thing is that it's going to be kidney stones. Okay. There's a chance that it could be something more sinister, mm. but it's probably going to be kidney stones. I'm, I'm waiting for the letter. Right. should turn up either today or tomorrow. And, um, like, I think I would take sinister but treatable over the kidney stones. Oh, really? Kid- yeah. Because kidney stones are so terrifying to you. So here's, here's the thing about sinister. Mm. Horrible, mm. but, like, everybody is saying, oh, that's so awful for you get a lot of sympathy right i don't feel like i'll get very much sympathy for <laughs> kidney stones and they're notoriously extremely painful well you get sympathy from people who've had them before yeah but it's a small small amount yeah, of people isn't yeah. it you and get me those... just going we had them lasered off now that's what i said to you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no sympathy there was there they're lasered off <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping it's neither right of course yeah I'm hoping it's just one of those things. Because the doctor said, look, it could just be one of those things. Right. So I'll take one of those things. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would go sort of a little bit sinister, but very treatable mm. over something which is going to be really painful. <laughs> but I'm going to say to people, oh, yeah, I, I, I've been diagnosed with kidney stones. And they go, oh, yeah, my uncle had those. <laughs> I didn't laser it off. <laughs> Until we're all caught out pretending we know what we're doing, which we don't, obviously. Mm, it's quite apparent Adrift Feed us with your stories please We are hungry for your tales of social ineptitude It's hello at adriftpodcast.com First one is from Regal Earl Nick He starts his email with Cold enough for ya <laughs> And then he goes on to say It's Regal Earl Nick here Father of Jacob and Lara Which I think makes them Regal Marquess and Regal Marchioness Is that right? I think it's right I think You're in charge of the titles Then Annabelle. I say yes I've recently started playing them the podcast in the car and Jacob, who has just turned 11, wanted to share a story with you. So Jacob might not be our youngest listener, but I think this is our youngest ever listener story. I think it is, yes. Okay, so Jacob writes, At the beginning of year five, I had a teacher called Mr Andrews. 
On a Sunday night, I had my friends over at my house and they were keeping me awake by talking. I didn't get much sleep and so I was tired at school on Monday. I managed to get through to lunch without falling asleep, but I woke up a bit when I had a sugary biscuit. At around two o'clock in a history lesson, I started to get sleepy. Soon, I fell asleep. When Mr Andrews woke me up, I said, Oh, I'm so sorry, Dad, in a sleepy tone and followed by patting his head. If that wasn't embarrassing enough already, I did something else. As it was September, I had lip balm to moisturise my lips in the cold weather. As I did my lips, the lip balm flew off and hit my friend Hannah in the forehead. Welcome to my second week back, (laughs) Jacob. <laughs> this is it's good that you've written this into us and now it exists in digital form mm. because you know in a decade 15 years time when you're in therapy you'll be able to use it as a very specific reference i'm hoping that jake is going to grow with us and we'll get some teenage stories and university stories that would be great yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. really enjoyed so something that, about jake. his yeah. wedding dad and yeah <laughs> okay let's go on to laura At a wedding a few weeks ago, after an hour of introductions and small talk, I was enjoying sitting in the ceremony, not having to speak to anyone. It was an informal humanist ceremony led by a jovial man. He began to shout out people who had travelled a long way in the form of questions. Do we have anybody here from Spain? Which people were answering with whoops and cheers. Nice gesture, I thought until the locations were getting uncomfortably close to where we had travelled from a good 400 miles from the venue. I began to panic slightly as I realised I hadn't I had incorrectly assumed that we wouldn't qualify. This treatment wasn't just for guests who had travelled from overseas. I could reluctantly get behind this kind of exercise if part of a larger group, but the travel from places were getting pretty specific so the two of us were unlikely to be part of a chorus and I'm not the type of person who can confidently shout out and draw attention to myself in a room of 120 strangers. When our turn came, after some hesitation, my boyfriend shouted, Here? And I raised my hand and I didn't even make a noise, to which the registrar laughed and said, It's not a register. Cruel. Shouldn't be allowed to practice. Cruel. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, and this is from Rob, who currently resides in Oakland, California. I was about 19 to 20 years old at the time and out with my three best friends at the opening of the brand new Indiana Jones film. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, in Coventry. We were regular visitors to what we called the pictures in those days, and for some reason the four of us would always sit in the same place, right in the front row and off to the right-hand side of the screen, which was a ridiculous place to sit as we were way too close and could only see half of the screen. What made it worse this particular time was that I'd entered first and walked all the way to the end of the row so it was crushed against the wall. Anyway, the film started, and if you've seen any Indiana Jones films before, you'll be already know the very distinctive theme tune. Well, for some reason, it seemed to us that this particular film contained the tune a little too much, and we started to make fun of it. Each time it came on, one of us would turn to the others and go, I now know that this would annoy Jeff, but at the time, as 19-year-old males, we tended not to think of other people. After what seemed like 50 later, the film finished and everyone got up to leave. I sat for a while to watch the credits. I didn't notice my friends heading out. As I turned to chat with my friend, I realised they disappeared. I turned around and spotted them at the very top of the aisle, about three staircases up. I quickly got out of my seat and as most of the audience had already exited, I was able to sprint all the way up the stairs. As I was reaching the top, I glanced up and saw one of my friends just about to leave the theatre, so I increased my speed to catch him up. As he wasn't facing me and had no idea I was there, 
And being a teenage boy, I thought I'd surprise him by leaping into the air, landing on his back and shouting (laughs) into his ear. Well, I'm sure I'd be pretty surprised if my friend had jumped on my back and done that. But can you imagine how surprised you'd be if a complete stranger was now riding on your back, singing the Indiana Jones theme tune at you? As a 30-year-old man I was now getting a piggyback from turned to see what the hell was going on. All I could do was give him an uncomfortable smile and finish the tune. With his shocked family looking on quizzically. I quickly dismounted the man and sprinted as fast as I could out of the theatre. Whenever I hear the soundtrack, it makes me giggle to myself. Before we started recording the podcast, Annabelle said to me, how does the Indiana Jones theme tune go? And and for like for a second, I thought about telling you the wrong answer. Oh, that'd be so mean. I was going like, to give you the Superman theme or something. but um, No, I wouldn't know. I just, it's just do, one of those ones. Do Superman. I'm not very good at remembering how tunes go. Well, this is it. I think if I'd said to you before, like without saying that, if I'd said to you, it's da 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 you would I have, probably would yeah. have done. I mean, you're right, I would have done. Oh. But I'm very pleased I didn't. That was uh, never in the email. Yeah, it's, it's an excellent <laughs> story. Uh, if you'd like to share yours, you can email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. If you know Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port, you may also know that they're sick. Sick in a medium way. Very neutral. Neutral sick. Adrift. All right, Annabelle, let's have another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult. Part 34. My three well-used techniques are trying to get people to like me. Number one. Since having a dog, I've noticed that when I'm out with him, if anybody goes past him, notices him and smiles at him, I think, well, they're a great person. (laughs) They are lovely and decent and kind. They're probably very philanthropic. They probably visit their nan every week until she died in their arms. They have never heard good news about a friend and thought, that's great, but why wasn't it me? Never. They've never invented in their heads an incredibly thin and sharp and long needle that can slide through ceilings, leaving no trace, into the flat above and inject (laughs) deadly poison into the upstairs neighbour as he just woken them up by crashing about very early one morning. They'd never thought of that. They are a great person because they like my dog enough to smile smile at him so now every time I see a dog I look at it and I smile warmly because then the owner will think that I am amazing even though I don't know the owner we'll probably never see them again even if the dog is matted with fox poo and carrying a (laughs) severed human arm in its mouth I look at it warm fond smile carry on number two exact same thing but with other people's children The key is not to look at the person with the dog or the child. You have to act like you haven't even noticed them. You're just suddenly struck by the wonder of their dog or child and giving an involuntary smile. That's the way to do it. Considering I spend about 85% of my life going to the park, I am doing a lot of warm smiles. I am done with warm smiles by the time I get home, which my boyfriend (laughs) can attest to. Okay, last one. Number three in ways I try and get people to like me. Agree with everything they say. Say I've just got chatting to a mum at the swings. I haven't started the conversation, obviously, but they maybe haven't had an adult conversation all day and I'll do. And they'll be glad they did talk to me as everything they say, I'll be like, yes, oh God, me too. Oh yeah, I totally agree with that. They might say something like, Trudy is being very difficult at the moment, so we're probably going to start beating her soon. And I'll be like, yeah, we're we're looking into doing that. You've just got to find what works for you, haven't you? Every child is different. Looking into (laughs) doing that. 
<laughs> and now I'm worrying that everyone listening to this is going to hate me for being so pathetic. So all I can say is, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> and I'm smiling right now at your dog. Now that you're listening, it's happening. Do you know it? Do you like it? When will you be here in the future? I will be here in the future. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Let me ask you a quick question. Okay. Is it okay if you bump into somebody in the street to ask them where they're going? Someone you know? Yeah. Yeah, say, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, why, yeah, why wouldn't it be? Bumped into a neighbour this morning yeah. and um, I was taking Eugene to nursery. Mm. She was taking her dog for a walk mm. and we were having a little chat and then she says to me, oh, where are you going? And then she stops herself and says, my husband says I shouldn't ask people that, that is, it's not appropriate. I do, when I, when I sometimes ask it, I, th- I worry that I'm being nosy. And they might they might be going somewhere private, like some kind of UTI clinic or something, and wait and wait want to tell Can me. Can you stop it? I just like I had oh, just sorry. a minute where I wasn't thinking about my health scare, <laughs> and now you brought it all back. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, let me say that again. They're just going to a divorce counselling session, fine, and, fine. They, <laughs> and they and they don't want to tell me, and I'm making things awkward. That will that will run through my head. Do you not feel like there's a very limited repertoire of small talk questions, and where are you off to? Is one of them though? Yeah, because then it might lead on to something a bit more interesting, like their divorce. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or yeah. I'm not even like when I'm making small talk with somebody I bump into in the street. What I'm generally thinking is, what is the minimum amount of time this interaction can last mm, for, mm, mm. and where are you off to? Mm. It not only fills some of that time, but it puts in their mind, oh, I've got to be off somewhere. I should be going, really. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, I think that they're wrong because I, I've you know, something that's caused a little, you know, a little, little bit of friction in my marriage is I've said to my wife, like, if we're at a function, you shouldn't ask somebody what they do for a living. Oh, because it shouldn't identify them. Is that is that your reasoning? Yeah, or, like yeah. so we we have this friend, uh, John, who had said to if people are thinking that name, John, I recognise that <laughs> name. It's not the one who Annabelle went out with, who dumped her on a birthday, who hugs the mic at karaoke. No, not it's him. A different no, John. No. Um, but who like doesn't like being defined by his job. Yeah, so when someone so, says, what do you do? He says, well, I really enjoy windsurfing and yeah. he does a list of his hobbies. And yeah. I've always loved that. Yeah, I like that mm. too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure how frustrating it would or wouldn't be if you were the person doing the asking. And but also, makes, like, it, I don't think I've got any hobbies, so well, no, that's <laughs> I, would, the problem. I would struggle to say what else I do. Watch what television. Do you do? Cry, I cry <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Watch box sets, eat, yeah. sleep. Yeah. yeah, true. But that that is, you know, that's one, like, it's, it's, I just feel it can make people uncomfortable. I don't know. It's mm. difficult. Why but are I do, we talking but I do to like each other? Knowing what someone, <laughs> I do like knowing what someone does, though. So do I. But I just, like, mm. I hate saying what I do for a living, though. Mm. Because you think that people are thinking, look at him saying he does a job. Like, <laughs> there's not a <laughs> Look desk. at him saying he does a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, um, you know, because they're looking at my hands. They're trying to guess. Very soft hands. Yeah, yeah. What I could do. Anyway, uh, so you think it's all right to say to somebody where you're going? Yeah. Otherwise, what, I mean, what can you say? Like, there's a very limited number of questions. The weather. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. Cold enough for you. Cold enough yeah, for you. Course, yeah. yeah. Just get it out of the way with that. Move on. Yeah. yeah. Um, good. It should just give Patreon a little plug. Uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon, patreon.com stroke adrift mm-hmm. and um you mentioned the titles before when are you doing your next batch of titles for new patrons? i'm due I, I, try, I try and get get them all out of the way like sort of monthly or less so i'm due to do another lot so if you haven't had your title and you've 
you pledged ages ago, then do let me know. Let me ask you a question. If you've supported the podcast on Patreon in the past, but, you know, for your own reasons, perhaps your own circumstances, you've you've decided to stop. Yeah. Are you then stripped of your title? No, it's, it's for life. Oh, really? Yeah, it's for life, yeah. So what's to stop somebody signing up for like £1 a month and only doing it for one month? Nothing. I think people should be stripped of their titles. You just want to strip someone of their titles. The admin involved is stripping of titles. If you want to do the stripping, you do the stripping. I'm not stripping titles. Did you talk to Tom about our um, tour de Snaresbrook? Yes, no. Tried to confuse you there. (laughs) (laughs) Which you think is true. I think it's no. No, but um, I think next week is looking quite good. If you could do Friday... Oh no, we can look at you. Wait, let's do this, do this later. <laughs> you are actually going to look at your phone. Okay. I feel this is very short notice. I think, oh, okay. Well, Hang next on. Friday would be good. Otherwise, no, I'm busy next Friday. Oh no, well, that's bad because he's he's out of for a whole month after that. I'm free Thursday. No, can't do Thursday. Um, Unless my mum comes up. <laughs> let's. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, let's right, move on. Right, let's move right, on. Right. Anyway, uh, it's coming soon to Patreon um, supporters. It's patreon.com stroke adrift. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's coming for you. Can you believe they just did that? Adrift. Here's a little question to, to ask you about. Okay. Uh, we had some friends over for lunch on Saturday. They came over with their almost three-year-old. Did you get her a card? <laughs> I don't don't I mention just, the health scare. It's on my mind a lot at <laughs> okay, the moment. Okay, okay. How would you feel if you were waiting for results of a CT scan? Yeah. Something that could be potentially very sinister It'd be very or hard. even worse, kidney stones. It'd be very hard, yeah. I'm just thinking about it a lot at the moment. Okay. And I'm also thinking a lot about the TV show Succession, which, <laughs> to be fair, has now finished. So if your son had had his birthday this week, oh, right. I would definitely have remembered his birthday. Yeah, yeah. But just like between my health scare and thinking what mm. was going to happen in the last episode of Succession, yeah, yeah. of the series, of course, season, of course. Um, it just, I, I, I couldn't make room for you and no, your, your child. Totally fine. I'm sorry. No, no need to apologise. So good though, that show. <laughs> Anyway, so so these people come over and, uh, as I say, their daughter is roughly the same age as Jean and I make the kids a big old bowl of popcorn and give them, you know, do a frozen pizza. Okay. And then as grown-ups, we have something that kids wouldn't enjoy. I can't remember what it was, but it was, it, you know, it wasn't particularly child-friendly. Okay. It wasn't porny. No. <laughs> When I say not child-friendly. I'm guessing it's spicy or something, right? Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly that, yeah. Um Anyway, at, at some point, I mean, and, you know, the kids, like, the, their daughter sort of picks at this pizza but doesn't eat much of it or whatever. But uh, anyway, at some point after we've had the food, my friend, uh, who's the woman of the couple, she she just pops outside. I think that's strange as she's going off to make a private phone call. And she's gone for about 10 or 15 minutes. After which she returns, she's been to a local supermarket come delicatessen and bought different, more nutritious food for no. her child. 
Wow. And what I can't work out is whether she's done something incredibly considerate or something incredibly inconsiderate. Because she wasn't saying, look, she's not eating much of that pizza. Can you do us something else? She was sorting the problem out for herself. Yes. But if she, for example, hadn't finished her dinner because she didn't really like it and then popped out and brought some food back for herself, that would be really rude. Yes. So it's a very difficult one. Hmm. Was it referred to? Was it spoken of? Yeah. I mean, I was so sort of taken aback by it. Mm. I, I was like, oh, Fine, fine. Yeah, you enjoy that nice broccoli. That mm. I feel that was a, like a judgment. It's like yeah, the, well. the judgment is well, you might want your child eating that kind of yeah. crap, but I don't want my daughter eating that. Like she could have brought back some unhealthy food to kind of you know match the frozen <laughs> pizza. Like she couldn't, she didn't have to bring back healthy food to make you feel bad about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Why couldn't she brought back chips? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or a Twix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port are adrift with you. Which is saying something about you. Quandary Corner at the Clap Clinic here in Problematic. Uh, this is where if you have a social situation where you uh, are gen- generally failing and you need to know what the rule is, then you can just email us and we will try and work that out for you. Yes, yeah, so the first one is from General Lee Williamson. When I'm walking down the street and someone is coming towards me, I always attempt to briefly make eye contact with them as we're about to pass. If they do likewise, I say hi. If no eye contact is made, I say nothing as I accept that they probably don't want to engage or are otherwise mentally occupied. This has always been an awkward situation for me. So now I say hi, which sort of shifts the awkwardness back onto them. Most of the time I get a hi back, sometimes just a strange look, sometimes nothing at all. Is this socially acceptable behaviour or have I forfeited, forfeited my right to be called a drifter? It would seem he's doing this to strangers. Mm. Now, in somewhere like London, this is not acceptable. No. If you're in a country lane, fine. Yeah, walk along a canal. It's all about the con- the canal, yeah. Well, <laughs> but it's all about the context, isn't it? It's where you are. If he's doing this in London, totally wrong. Never do it again. In any big city. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't ever do it again. Yeah, well, I feel that's, that's dealt with very firmly. Oh, okay. Do we just move on then? I think so, Great, yeah. okay. This is from Maureen. I am three months pregnant. Yay. And as it's my first pregnancy, I feel there's a whole new world of rules and etiquette I need to get my head around. My first question is, if and when and how should I tell people at work? I work in film, so I'm kind of freelance and the job I'm on is due to finish at the end of February, by which point I'll be eight months pregnant. So I don't think I'll get through the whole job without having to address the obvious change in my body. But because I'm freelance, I've only worked with these people for about three months, so I don't know them well enough to want to make a point of telling them I'm pregnant. I don't really talk to them about other areas of my private life and telling them this fills me with dread at all the questions and attention that will inevitably follow. On the other hand, I'm already having to wear baggier clothes and I know that in the next few weeks, the bump will really start to show. So if I don't tell people, am I just inviting them to wonder whether it's a bun in the oven or just a belly full of ice buns? And therefore, sentencing both them and me to months of painful conversations where people go to extreme lengths to avoid any references to pregnancy, babies, weight gain, weight loss, diets, exercise or cake in front of me. I should know, I have already told my boss and my manager the news in order to be discreetly excused for appointments, etc. So that is not the bridge I need to cross. It's just everyone else who doesn't technically need to know that I'm wondering about. If I do tell them, how do I do it? I couldn't face making some sort of announcement. 
But then the thought of having to have that conversation individually with people over and over again is the stuff of nightmares. There are about 40 people in the office, which is open plan and shares one small kitchen. So I do have to interact with most of them Mm. at some point over the course of each week. There isn't a group chat or email thread for me to casually mention it in. And there's no way I'm going to make one specifically for this purpose. Is there a more subtle way of letting people know that I am in fact pregnant without inviting them to ask me daily how I'm feeling and have I got any cravings yet? What names are we thinking about so far, etc, etc? And before you ask, but I'm sorry, and before you suggest it, quitting my job is not an option. Ah, okay. <laughs> they're, they're, that's where the bar's gone. <laughs> so, um, so, so, I mean, I, I feel like with this, I, I really relate to that thing about making an announcement. Yeah, this is an excellent question, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I, th- I think, like you, I know you just answered the last one, but I think you're, you are sort of uniquely placed to answer this because, like, you're the last person to make an announcement. Yes, yeah. And hmm. I mean, I, I th- like my my instinct would be to sort of drop it into conversation with one gobby person and let them spread it round. But ah. you still got people coming over to congratulate you and stuff, which you still having to have that conversation forty times. But I feel that's it. Just drop it into conversation, not in an announcement way, but Mm-mm. as some kind of detail or like an assumption that they knew you were pregnant or to, I, I don't know and yeah. then let it spread but yeah. what go on you you I feel that you you have been in this position well first of all I think I do think that's a thing to do just sort of don't, don't make any kind of announcement just mention it casually and then let it spread around and let it be dealt with I think the word is organically right, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah with me so I think there's so when I was working in a full-time job and pregnant what I did was I just didn't tell everyone then left <laughs> didn't breathe a word of it just left um and then I just sort of I think I sort of did what you said I think I just sort of told a few people gradually when I was about five months so you mean you didn't put a picture of the scanner on Facebook <laughs> no 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 I didn't do that so yeah about sort of when I was starting to really show like five six months I started I did start to tell people but yeah very drips and drabs very gradually it gets round it gets it does get round there are a lot of people I just never told who I, I just figured someone else told them yeah 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 I think that's the way to do it if, you, if you're not keen i think announcements are really lovely for some people because you do get this gush of goodwill and that's probably really nice but it's not that sort of thing is not for everybody i don't think marie wants to that sort of attention on her so i think i do think we might have solved that i think just let it grow well done annabelle mm. well done. i think you you're really uh you're really uh on fire today <laughs> <laughs> and you too <laughs> no I mean I just want to be like before we get to the end of the podcast I feel like you know because I'm a health scare and oh, stuff I've yeah, just been very subpar it's right. not been my week this and week and succession as well yeah, yeah, And that was this week's podcast. Uh, I thought excellent stories this week for you, Annabelle. Very good form. Very good form. Thanks, Jay. Uh, and I hope that compensates for um, me this week. You've had a lot on your plate. A lot on my plate. A lot on my plate. And hopefully by this time next week, you know, whatever the new thing is I'm watching won't be <laughs> sort of occupying so much of my headspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so on. Um, thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers. Patrick Gunning and Awana Babu plugged it all in. Uh, Carla Gowlett took photos and Kim Rainey made our artwork. 
And I thought I'd finish this week with Podication time then, right? Yep. Is that what should we do here? Let's do it now. Um, oh, it's from Tony. Tony Bazra. Yep. Who says, hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. hi. Hope all is well with you. Both. Uh, I just wanted to ask, please, for a birthday podcast for my daughter, Serena, who turns sixth on the, I'm fairly confident, 16th of October. And uh, her mum, Gerps, rhymes with burps, Bazra who uh, uh, empathetically happy Serena is pleased enough with our performance that she's decided to persevere with this arrangement for yet another year. Uh, Gerps and Tony, six. People who said we would never be good parents. Zero. You showed them. Yeah. Uh, This year, Serena has received a fish tank for her birthday with three, what is this, Danio, Danio? Never heard of them. No fish in it. And has been feeding the fish every day that she's remembered or been reminded or forced <laughs> uh, to do so like a good girl. It was initially a bit touch and go with the fish as after a few days, one of them made a bungled attempt at self-fishicide by leaping out of the tank and onto the carpet. But luckily, Daddy was around to heroically uh, repatriate the fish to the tank. Hashtag not all heroes wear capes. Mm. When Serena and Gerps returned home, Daddy learned what a hero's welcome was. <laughs> A welcome, ostensibly indistinguishable from any other type of welcome. (laughs) However, now the fish are much happier, and we hope that if Serena continues to feed them and look after them carefully, maybe Santa will bring her another couple of fish for Christmas. Mm. FYI, I'm really sorry, but she still doesn't listen to your podcast. I'll try harder and uh, definitely get her into it by 2020. But I have recruited one extra listener. My sister Sandy, Serena's auntie, is now a listener. Hurrah! Hey, Sandy. 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 I bet Sandy hates that. It's probably the first time she's heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, happy birthday, Serena, and congratulations uh, to to you, Tony, for your fish heroics, and to you and Gerps for yeah. uh, raising such a responsible fish keeper. Well done. And there we go. If you would like a podication, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.